started sewing. Uh, my sister is working a lot in the garden, but I want your story, and you will make this program work tonight. Our number, of course, is 919-860-9783. And uh, don't be bashful now, 919-860-WPTF, if you want it that way. WPTF will, oh, about a week and a half, we'll be 96 years old. And WPTF is at AM680 and at FM98.5. And be sure on your FM band in your automobile to set one of the buttons for 98.5. John, has anybody volunteered to come and tell their story yet to be the one who wants to talk with Tom for tonight? No one at this time, Tom. Okay. Well, this is this will work if you if you come forth. So if you're one of our radio family, you are expected to make a contribution. Tell us your story. And... Uh, and if you're not a member, the only the way you become a member of our radio family is to dial the number that I just gave you, and we'll repeat it in a moment, and tell us what you have been doing now that you cannot get out and go about, uh, as you might have. This is something that's been going on since about the middle of March, and uh, I was uh, confined to the, the, the recuperation center until the middle of May, so I was not even aware of uh, the, the things that were going on, say, in stores and supermarkets and, and so on, and having to wear a mask and, and what was expected of you, because I was already confined, and the place that I was confined to uh, when it was uh, announced that uh, the uh, there were going to be lockdowns, it locked itself down, and the patients who were there were locked down, and they could not be visited by, and this was not, not unusual, uh, and I think it worked because when I left, and I haven't checked with them since then, they had no cases reported uh, as many nursing home type facilities did have. So they were doing a very good job along those lines. But I got to spend 23 hours a day sort of waiting on the one hour a day when I did did my therapy. And uh, talk about boring. And so that was why the phone calls that I'm uh, like the ones I'm expecting to get from you tonight, were important, and people could uh, tell me what was going on in the outside world. Now, I didn't put up signs, Tom is, is ill, or I'd send out emails. They they found me and found me out, but uh, it meant a great deal to me to receive their phone calls and to be able to talk with them and get a message, so to speak, from the outside world because that was basically it. I, to a great extent, gave up watching but I'm telling you my story as I'm filling in here, hoping that you will join me and tell me your story. Uh, I had given up pretty much watching the news because it was mostly about the, uh, the, the virus and COVID-19 and, and what was being done and the numbers. And I have to admit, I never totally understood the numbers, although I made an effort to do that. One of the things that I have done was went to the dictionary and... Uh, uh, and asked the dictionary, the Merriam-Webster dictionary on my computer to tell me the new words or the words that were in common usage that had to do with the coronavirus world, world words uh, like the COVID-19 that we were not using six or eight months ago. And uh, 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 I'm trying to think of some of the words that, that have come about. Uh, pandemic, for instance, is a word. That I, I don't think I may have read it one time. It's it's not a new word. It's been around. It has a meaning. It's an epidemic gone gone bad. Uh, uh, the, you I learned from the, the dictionary that you have an outbreak of 
geographic area, it becomes an epidemic. And if it becomes an even, even more pervasive uh, negative, then it becomes a pandemic. And uh, so and there are a whole bunch of words that have not been in common usage that are now. And I learned that, well, you're saying, what did you do, Tom? Well, one of the things I did is spend some time with my computer and tried to learn about the disease and to um, learn what the new words that will appear in the newspaper if you do or on the line, in, in the records. Uh, if you do historical research in the future, there will be a time in early 2020 when new words will appear in the stories, words that we have not heard before. John, is anybody on the line yet? No calls John, yet. Okay, John Sauter is our producer. Uh, he will take your call at 919-860-9783. And uh, don't, be, don't be bashful now and volunteer to take part in the program because, as I said at the beginning, I need somebody to talk to tonight. And this is kind of an open phone kind of thing that we don't do very often, but uh, I thought it would be interesting since this is one of the things that's going on that uh, if we could talk about a little bit how it's affected people in our very specific audience. One of the things that we do uh, is occasionally, and we will have one tomorrow night, have a nostalgia program. And one of the things that's going to be uh, occasioned in the future uh, by the occurrence of the the, uh, epidemic and the pandemic is that uh, the world will be different when we emerge, I hope, on the other side of it. And uh, there will be things that were happening not too long ago that we will be able to be nostalgic about because they will not be done anymore or not be done in the same way. And so there we go. 919-860-9783. Queue up, get in line, give us a call. 919-860-WPTF. Tonight, well, I need somebody to talk to. I credit during my recent stay in a recovery center, uh, having somebody to talk to, somebody that would call me on the telephone. And indeed, since I've come home and in my uh, uh, pleasant place here, somebody to talk to. I talked to a couple of friends yesterday who were on my list of people that are, that are in the circle that helped me maintain my psychology. And Dave, I talked to Dave and Paul yesterday, and I talked to Tim today. My sister and I usually talk a couple of times a week, and my brother and I usually a couple of times a week. But tonight, I want to talk to you, and that means you're going to have to step up. You're going to have to volunteer. 919-860-9783. John Sauter, who is our producer, tells me that a gentleman named, I believe, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, is that correct? That's right. My name's Jeremiah. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing fine. I hope you're doing well. Doing well. I'm so glad to hear that, that uh, your therapy has been met and getting all the all the talk you can get lately. Well, yeah, it's the thing that sort of kept me because I was really sort of, when I was in the recovery center, I was cut off from the world. And and when I came home, I wasn't cut off from the world. I could go some places, but I broke my leg. It's what caused me to have to go, and I just don't get around as well anymore. And I'm I'm recovering, and things are getting better all the time. had a little setback with with an infection, but I'm dealing with that too. Uh, in fact, uh, somebody who called said, Tom, you'll be lucky if you make it out of 2020 at the rate you're going, because I normally am a well person. But uh, John tells me that you uh, you and uh, I guess your family have taken up boating. Yes, we have. I 
I picked up a, a small used boat earlier this spring. As soon as it hit, we had, we had walked all the trails we could walk and see all the neighbors we could see from a distance and needed to just to get into something to do with our our little family. Right. Well, I'm told and I've, I've heard that uh, doing things outside uh, has really uh, increased because of uh, the, well, it, 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 it is a better situation vis-a-vis -vis the, the, the disease and so on. But uh, and uh, when you can when you could possibly do that, that's a good thing to do. And in fact, it's uh, become popular enough in terms of like doing classes outside and things that some of the teachers are beginning to think it may be hard to get the students to go back inside now. But uh, right. uh, as scrambled up as that that mystery is, uh, that that might be a very small problem. Uh, so uh, you you did you have a boat or did you you, you go out and get one? I went out and got one. It was hard to find. Um, I've got a buddy that owns a marine uh, company up here at uh, 540 in uh, Creedmoor, and he didn't have any in stock. Uh, and he's got one for sale right now. I mean, you you just can't you can't find a new boat. Uh, so I went and bought one used out of Hartsville, South Carolina, from an owner who bought it from the manufacturer there, Stingray. Uh, now, are you normal? Are you normally a water person? Did you grow up uh, on, the, on a river or a lake or on the coast? I grew up in Carolina Beach, but okay. it's been years since I've owned a uh, a boat. Uh, I had a little skiff, and it needs a lot of work, so I kind of got rid of it and got got something to keep the family happy. Okay, that sounds good. Well, and it sounds like uh, if I'm to, and I do believe you, I'm with. My, my way of saying things might imply that I don't believe you. Uh, I was about to say, if I can believe you, and I do, then you've uh, you found something that you can do together and and uh, kill two birds with one stone. That is, you're getting, you're passing the time, and you're probably contributing to to your family life in, in a way that, that uh, you might or might not before that. Uh, it's been it's been tremendous, Tom. It's been a nice nice way to get the family together and. Um, they've gotten into water sports and some fishing, and um, we're just kind of hitting all the different lakes around this area and having a good time with it. Well, sir, that sounds good. You're going to be our seed caller tonight, and it sounds like you've had such a positive experience that uh, we might could expect to have positive experiences from other people, too, and I, and I can believe that. Well, John says you, you this is the first time you've ever called us. I don't know if you're a regular listener or not, but I hope you will be when you can and that you'll call us when you when you feel like you have something to contribute. Yeah, I will, Thomas. I, I listen to you probably once or twice a week on my drive home from work. And um, the first time ever ever calling anywhere like this. So I appreciate you taking my call. Hope you have a great night. It's, it's a good topic. I hope you get some good uh, feedback. All right. Uh, uh, we'd love to hear from you again. And it's, it's been good. I'm, I will think about you dipping a paddle into the water as I... Uh, as I look up, what I do in the daytime, uh, being less mobile than I used to be and being in my late 70s, is I sit in my back room and read and look out at the beautiful backyard we have and uh, just, you know, drift off sometimes. What, what my, my mother used to call nodding off. Uh, yeah, and, uh, well, I'm not a good nod off here. <laughs> you're, you're not a good nod off? No, I said I'm not a good nod off here. 
Oh, oh okay. Well, I, you, it's a good way to go. I, I, I used to be able not to sleep in the daytime, but I can now. But I, I like to wake up, and and I've enjoyed like the last week because we've had a lot of different kinds of weather. You know, we've, we've had really nice. It was uh, not as cool today, and I think a little more humid and so on. But anyway, uh, you said you when you were coming home, do you work at night? Hello? Yeah, I'm here, Tom. So I know I said, the do you work fantastic. at night? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, so I work all day, and I talk to people all day long, and uh, I'll work late. You know, I'll work from about 9 to about 9 at night most nights, and uh, I talk to a lot of people. So when it's, you know, when it's quitting time, I like to go on home, see the family, and uh, nod off myself. Right. Well, I, I've, there have been days when I've spent the whole day radio talking, and it was really nice to go home and just put your feet up and, and, and not off, if, if I may say that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Jer- Jeremiah, take care and uh, keep, take care of the family and let us hear from you again, okay? Sure will, Tom. You have a great night. Thanks. Bye. Uh, our seed caller for tonight, uh, and uh, uh, John, we need to for you to, to keep the phone uh, where you can see it so you, if anybody else dials us in, and I presume no one else has uh, at this point, but we we need for you to tell us what you have decided to do, what you've done to uh, fill up your time when you, as you have been quarantined or locked in or whatever you have called that process. Jeremiah has uh, gotten a boat. And the family is taken to the water, and uh, and uh, they'll they'll be at the other end of the tunnel. Which I hope we come out, and things will never be quote normal again. But when we come out the other end of the tunnel, having to deal with this virus. Uh, they will have uh, a, a lot of memories, if nothing else. And, uh, but what we need to do is to talk to you, because I guess the way I preserved my uh, my sanity when I was confined to, in my recent confrontation with a broken leg uh, was to have somebody to call me up and talk to me. Uh, as I said, I watched all the Golden Girls episodes, most of the Law and Order and a few Hallmark movies, but uh, what I really needed was somebody to talk to. Uh, my mother said, uh, because I inherited this, the, the Irish tendency to, to, to talk, was that I'd talk to a signpost if, if, if I found one. And I guess she's right, because that's the thing I enjoy doing. That's, how I guess, how I got to be into this situation. But we need you here tonight to talk to. Our number is 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Tomorrow night we're going to have a nostalgia program and uh, have a potpourri of things that uh, we may want to think about in the, in the nature of kind of remember when. One of the things that I do want to go back to is something we missed, uh, and that is uh, I think it was on September 5th or 6th in the year 1996 that uh, Hurricane Fran came by, and we need to at least to take a bow toward that and say a little bit about it for people who are new to the area and don't realize how many trees came down in that one night and how long it took to saw them all up and get things back to to order. In the meantime, it's almost 9.30 now, and time to check the news on WPTF. 9.33 at WPTF. Tom Kearney on the Tom Kearney Show. This is Wednesday. It's uh, September 9th, 2020. 
And uh, in about a week and a half, uh, September 22nd, WPTF will uh, salute its 90, the anniversary, the 96th anniversary of its birth. And uh, we, we hope to have a couple of special programs. Maybe uh, my fellow historian Tony Rigsby will come by and we can talk about some of the moldy oldies on WPTF. We are talking tonight. I have invited you to, to respond to the fact that I need somebody to talk to. Uh, it's usually good for my, my psyche. And uh, John Sauter tells me that we have two people waiting. We usually take people in the order in which they came, which means Anthony from Broadway gets to be next. Anthony, how are you tonight? Hey, I'm doing fine, Tom. Uh, I'm going to have a, a hard time following Jeremiah, man. He was biblical. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> and appropriately named, it turns out. Uh, he did. Yes. But he, he uh, found something he found something to do and, and to pass the time and something that was profitable. And I hope you have, too. Well, I'll be honest with you. Now, I believe this COVID-19 is a very serious thing, but it has not upset my lifestyle. I put on my mask, and I still go to the post office. I still go out, uh, order out for lunch, bring it back to the house and eat it. Uh, so it uh, hasn't uh, upset me that much. Now, the, the, the takeaway lunch, uh, is that something you were doing before the COVID-19? or that you See, that's no. what I would do. Uh, we haven't gone out to eat, if you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, we, we've picked up a few takeaway meals along the way. I have not sat down in a restaurant since February. Okay. That's the, so same. That's the, same. Will, That's the same here. I will call them and say, this is what I want. I'll be up in about 30 minutes to pick it up, and it'll be ready, and pay up and leave and go back home. But I'll wear my mask and all that good stuff like that. But uh, uh, I'm just not going to uh, sit here like a hermit and not uh, go anywhere. Oh, no, and, uh, and, and I don't think there is any presumption of, of, of that, as a matter of fact. Uh, uh, for instance, uh, Jeremiah and, and his folks uh, obviously are not staying in the house. They're getting out and, and uh, giving the benefits of, of nature. You know, you might end up going to a state park or someplace like that. Uh, and uh, if you have the time, if you can't go to your job or, or, or the, it is closed down for the moment or whatever moment of time, you've, you've got freedom. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to stay at home. I just happen personally to be, after a lifetime of going, 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 I'm sort of enjoying the part of retirement which says I can stay at home if I want to. But uh, I, I still do, you know, a, a few things. You, you mentioned going to the post office and so on and, and things well, like that. Well, I retired that. from the state seven years ago. Now, I could, uh, there's a park near me, uh, Raven Rock State Park, so right. that's not too far away. Right. Well, if you were maybe a follower of our good friend Henry David Thoreau, uh, you might be, be out there checking nature out. But, uh, exactly. But, uh, you've, you've done something. Well, I can tell, we've talked enough over the last four or five months for me to know that you have a pretty active mind. So you you've could, that's one of the things I've done. I've read some books on topics that I didn't have time to read them on before or started them or put them aside or whatever. And uh, some of those people that called me in in the hospital when I was there or the, the recovery place, uh, you know, said, you know, I'm reading this book or I'm reading that. And I have some pretty smart friends, and I picked up some good reading tips along the way. So that's one of the things 
that I've enjoyed doing is uh, well, you know, you, just a couple hours a day, you know. You said something about watching television. Now, I've been watching Law and Order, Law and Order Criminal Intent, CSI Miami, all that good stuff like that. Um, and pretty interesting stuff. Uh, you get into that uh, law and crime drama stuff, and it, it kind of sucks you in. So it's, it's good TV. Well, I, I watched most of that while I was, in fact, confined. So I, the, I went into the the uh, rehab, rehabilitation facility, and they closed, they locked it up about three days later, and then it said you nobody can come in here except the staff, and they have to be right. checked each time. And because they were protecting themselves against the, the spread of of the coronavirus, uh, and so so, but I was was there, and there was uh, I couldn't get my my laptop to work because the Wi-Fi was not good enough, so I was stuck watching Law and Order. And uh, <laughs> I actually enjoy watching Law and Order because of the way the the, the shows are written. I, you know, I fancied on occasion that I might not to have been a lawyer, but at the same time, after a while, if you watch enough of those shows, they really will depress you. Now, I, I want to mention something. I saw on the news the other night that we talked about Wayne County Schools, and they were standing in front of Goldsboro High School. Is that the school you went to, or is that the newer version? Uh, the school is still there. They've added some buildings around it, and the truth is I, I haven't kept up with it. Uh, okay. The, one of the the uh, things that has, I don't know what to call it, uh, that they've had to deal with in Goldsboro is what is called white flight. You know, do you know what that is? And, I got you. And uh, the, the school uh, uh, is not able, I think, and I'm not an expert on this, and I don't want to make anybody in Goldsboro mad by being talking about something that I'm ignorant of, but they, the, the, the building is still there and still being used, and some of it's for offices and some of it's for instruction and so on. But the, the high school that would be the equivalent of the school I went to is Eastern Wayne now, and uh, you know oh, okay. they've con- consolidated them. And, uh, and that, that's a part of the the issues that have to do with uh, with the racial integration and so on, something that I uh, should not comment on, should not talk about because I'm, I'm ignorant, uh, and uh, you can understand that. You, I don't know if you taught in the public school system, but uh, there's there's a there's a lot of rough edges in, in, uh, around. Well, but anyway, I'll close it out with this. I was listening to your newscast a minute ago and uh, heard about Robert Bell's passing. I played that celebration by Cool and the Gang when it was brand new back in 1979. And uh, that's a funky tune, and I still like it. used to listen to it on your sister station uh, many years ago, WKIX, but it's WPTK now. So. Yeah, and, and I, but it might still be on that. I know you've, I think you've, opened a, you've opened the door for me, and that is one of the programs that I enjoy most, and I think people may think it's ghoulish, but it's, the program that Dr. Funkhauser and I do that's called the Necrology, and that is the people who have passed away, you know, such as Robert Bell. Uh, right. Uh, we're aware right now, we're, we've been reminded of him and the cool in the gang and, and, and at least one song, but uh, Dr. Funkhauser comes by about once a month. In fact, he's going to be with us late next week to talk about the people who have, who have passed away recently who might have slipped away when you weren't noticing it. You know, if you were at the beach and not listening to the radio or watching TV, 
you you might not be aware that Robert Bell had died, and that's the, that's what we're trying to remedy is the, that that sort of thing. Well, I'll try to listen to that show uh, next week. Uh, I took a uh, shoot; it was some sort of uh, uh, program at uh, McKimmon Center back in the eighties, and he was one of the guys that taught it. He and another guy in the uh, English and uh, Communications Department. So. Right. Okay. I'm well aware of Dr. Funkhouse. Yeah. If you remember who the people were, remind me. I'm going to, let's see, there was one more thing I wanted to tell you, and I now have lost that thread. This is what happens when you get old if you don't <laughs> grab a hold of it right away. But uh, that, uh, uh, in any event, uh, the McKimmon Center, by the way, does offer a lot of courses. and They're, they're called Ollie courses now, and they used to be for, a lot of them were for people who had retired and were, say, past 50. And, and uh, Mrs. Kearney has taken several of those courses. And two or three of the yep. people who, who teach, I mean, who are on our program, Dr. Dr. Uh, James Clark, who is a frequent guest here, uh, has taught a number of those those uh, uh, courses and so on. And that's a good way to keep your mind. You know, it really is true, I think. Use it or lose it uh, with your mind. And so I always yeah, it was something about drawing a storyboard and then filming that storyboard, kind of like uh, they used to draw cartoons and stuff like that. But uh, that's that's what this was about. And he and another gentleman uh, taught that. Well, Tom, ah. I'll let you go because I know you've got some other people calling in. Well, thank you, thank you, Anthony. We'll talk Have to a you. good one. We'll talk to you in the next couple of days. Yes, okay. Okay. Anthony Bye. from Broadway and uh, John. Who did you tell me was the next? I can see him. Just uh, Bill from Garner. Bill from Garner. Bill, good evening. You're on WPTF. How are you? I'm fine, Bill. I hope you're well. Yes, we are. My uh, wife and I were talking about you a couple of days ago. I, I think you know Jimmy Elmore, maybe. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and that, he's mm-hmm. her cousin. And so yeah. On. And uh, anyway, uh, I think someone in her family had passed away, and I asked her if she'd had contact with him. Lately, but uh, we're talking inside stuff now, and we shouldn't be doing this. But let's just say that Jimmy Elmore and and, and our current caller are musicians and uh, church musicians, among other things. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I know you've done a little piano work in your in your time. So yes, but, uh, uh, you're the one who's elected to talk to me tonight. So, well, uh, uh, both facets of my work, my uh, church work, and my uh, tuning business uh, were shut down for a couple of months during the coronavirus, and it was um, it was different. I mean, you know, I had a lot more time to spend listening to WPTF. Uh, noticed that sometime during the, uh, the intervening time, your uh, your station breaks have changed to include. Your uh, your FM uh, station at ninety eight point five, and it's interesting. Uh, I've often wondered, and I had thought I would ask somebody why they gave the FM frequency first, because WPTF has always been known as such a powerful AM station. 
I do not know the answer to that. I'm not in the know, so to speak. Uh, there, mm-hmm. It is one of the things that happens in radio and in television and so on, is that is frequently you, you change your promotions and the way you choose to format your station and so on, and, and uh, that means one thing will be highlighted or another. I imagine, and I'm just imagining this, that the answer to that particular question about why it's first is that it is the new thing. It's the mm-hmm. thing being introduced. And well, I, I understand that some of the new cars don't even have AM radios in them. I, and I am sorry for that. I, see, you and I are about the same age. And yep. I, I, the biggest treat for me when I was a little kid, I'm talking four years old, was mm-hmm. to listen to WGBR in Goldsboro and the Lone Ranger. Oh, yes. And one night I discovered that if you... Later, when the sun had gone down, if you tuned into WWL in New Orleans, you could hear it again. The same mm-hmm. same episode, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, and that's what made me want to be a radio person. And, and I oh. can say that I'm doing right now. If you'd asked me when I was ten years old what I wanted to do, I would have said that I would want to be doing what I'm doing right this moment. And not many people get to do that. Well, I guess the closest I ever came to being a radio person was when I was the co-host of a series of programs called Take My Arm on what was then the Triangle Radio Reading Service. We have now changed our name to the North Carolina Reading Service. And uh, this is to reflect the the uh, expansion of our coverage. We're covering uh, newspapers from all over the state from Wilmington as far west as Winston-Salem. Well, I check you out on Channel 22 occasionally, and uh, uh, I don't want to get too far into uh, this, but uh, there are many different places that your service, which is primarily, but Mm -hmm. not exclusively, a service for Side handicapped, uh, right? If I remember correctly, yes. Who is my friend who usually has the most hours? And he, I think he's in his nineties now. Bob Kruger. Bob Kruger. Yes. Bob Kruger and I are friends from a long. I don't see him, but uh, I talked to Bob a couple of weeks ago, and I said, Bob, when I grow up, I want to be like you. (laughs) Well, (laughs) when he had retired, Bob is is ninety eight now. Bob will be 98 uh, in November and still does a two-hour shift on Wednesday mornings. Uh, He and another friend of mine who I introduced to the reading service uh, when I was uh, at her house uh, servicing her piano, um, I introduced her to the reading service through our podcast section. And she became uh, one of our most active volunteers. Well, I saw Bob one of the days near his retirement. You've heard this story before. Uh, he was uh, a manager at uh, Colonial Stores, I think. I think he was yes. the manager of the meat department. And mm-hmm. He had been the manager of the whole store at one time. But right. in any event, he said, Tom, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, they need readers, and so I suggested sure. it to him, and obviously I made a good suggestion. That's you made thing. a good suggestion because he tells me that uh, Wednesdays are his favorite day of the week. You know, right, well, he's he, obviously doing 
And he was one of my students when I taught at State, and uh, he he was always uh, uh, a good person to have in class because apparently I was telling the story right because he was a veteran of World War II, and he mm-hmm. agreed with most of the things I said. I'm mm-hmm. going to have to stop on you now. I, I don't mean to have wasted your time, but we you I've got one waste more my break. Time. It's always good to talk with you, Tom. I, well, it, it, well I, I said my wife and I were talking about you the other day, and so you know somebody's thinking about you. Okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I wish you a continued uh, speedy recovery. Okay, and whenever I need somebody to talk to, I want you to be there, okay? I will be there. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Bye-bye. And uh, that's another member of our radio family who's been with us a long, long time, and my apologies for sort of inside talking, but uh, I've always, uh, since I suggested that Mr. Kruger take up reading for the reading service, I'm always interested in what he's doing. John, I'm going to do this piece of paper that I I needed to do before, and then we'll go right into our break, okay? The heat is still with us, and I'm, I'm talking now about King's Auto, and it's as hard on your car as it is on you. If your battery is weak, the heat will speed up the failure rate of the battery. Your AC is working even harder, and, and uh, particularly on days like today when it's humid, it, uh, the, the air really does need to be conditioned. And uh, so it's, it's important that uh, you uh, attend to the cooling system of your car. And so, in fact, I called King's Auto today and scheduled an appointment for next week to have my car serviced. Uh, I'm one of those people who not only talks to you about uh, King's Auto on the radio, but uh, I walk the walk and talk the talk. Mrs. Kearney and I take both of our cars down there, and I can uh, recommend them without reservation. If you're currently driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's are now able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer would charge to replace it. This uh, needs to happen usually at about 150,000 miles. Call King's tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Loop, along with a state inspection station, are easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. I was wondering what would happen when we talked about what people in our listening audience have done uh, and how it has affected them that we have been quarantined and locked down. They've had to redirect our activities. I know uh, mine have not been totally redirected because I it was in a state of retirement, but these broadcasts, for instance, come from, from home, and uh, we've had a slightly different guest pattern because... Well, the world is just a little different for right now, and some people that usually are in place are not in place, and they're not available to do uh, guest work and so on. So, but we are we are carrying carrying on here, and it was nice to have our friends to talk to tonight. Tomorrow night, we're going to do a little bit of a nostalgia show and talk a little bit about at least one hurricane, among other things, a kind of a potpourri show. So, we hope you'll join us then on Radio WPTF.